With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. always by Kun Shaw back from vacation how you doing well I'm well rested and I didn't watch any Yankees or pay attention to them at all so I'm doing great we can all aspire to that I think yeah especially over the past (laughs) past week of Yankees baseball which I guess has been better than the the week of Yankees baseball that I podcasted about with Matt Provenzano which was just all losses but this time it was only mostly losses (laughs) Yeah, congratulations to the Yankees for not winning a single game while I was out of the country and literally waiting for the day I got back to win their first game. Thank yeah, well, you for that. They were just like, there's no point. I mean, if Shaw's not watching, then like, <laughs> what do we have to play for? Yeah, it, it, I landed at JFK when I came back. So when I got to drive past City Field and yell at them, I, I think that really did it. So kudos to me. You're all welcome. Yankees yeah, it, it, I think um, you and Aaron Judge share equal um uh, credit for the win on Saturday. I mean, I think more me than Judge because yeah. Judge was with the team when they lost every day. That's Just true. Saying. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yankees MVP, Kunshaw. You heard it here. It's true. Yeah, but it's been uh, quite the and again, again, quite the quite the past several days of Yankees baseball, where first the Yankees ended the series against the Blue Jays by getting swept at home. They scored eight runs total, and they never had a lead. 
way to go, guys. That was a damn atrocious showing. (laughs) (laughs) And um, after that, they lost two out of three to the Mets. The one win that they did get was a nail biter where Chapman was on in the ninth. And that's been so dicey lately that you didn't know it was coming, but he did convert the save. And that was powered, of course, by Aaron Judge's two homers. They lost on Sunday with Francisco Lindor hitting three home runs against them. And uh, the beef uh, did not work in their favor that night. Once again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's annoying, too, because like I love when baseball players you know, show emotion and actually get that kind of competition running because you don't really see that much in MLB versus like the NBA or NFL or thing like that. But anytime the Yankees do it, it just blows up in their face. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Jesse had a article, a post on that that he came did. out today yeah. when we're recording on Tuesday about that. And like this for the last like two years, three years or whatever, starting with like the ALDS in 2018 against Boston, it just has not worked in the Yankees favor. Like I think I share the same sentiment as Jesse. I love it. Keep doing it, but back it up, guys. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure you're able to do it in like at home where you cannot be victimized or anything like that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the whole thing on um on Sunday was just weird too because I guess uh, Francisco Lindor was a little mad because they thought the Yankees were like sign stealing and whistling with pitch tipping and this whole nonsense, and then. After Stanton hit his home run, like in the middle of his home run trot, he starts, he stopped to talk shit to Lindor, which I kind of love. Yeah. That was great. (laughs) But then, yeah, of course, immediately they let Lindor hit a game winning home run for his third one. It's just like, oh, okay. Yep. As Josh pointed out with the, his recap, the best part of the whole, you know, benches clearing thing was Mike Harkey just slowly making his way out from the bullpen. Like, oh, this is so tedious. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to happen. We just have to walk all the way out there to walk all the way back. Yeah. This is pun- useless. <laughs> punches get thrown so rarely in these things. So yeah. it's just like, okay, guys, just very cool. And as we should point out here that there is a great difference between sign stealing and pitch tipping, which, you know, is not sign stealing. That's just the pitcher screwing up basically. And the hitters capitalizing on that. Cause if you're giving tells, then it's irresponsible to not capitalize on that. Sorry. Yeah. Like, there's no like, Oh my God, he's telling me what's going to, what's going to happen. I'm just not going to swing at it now because that Honor. my integrity or something like that. No, shut up. Do it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, credit to Taiwan Walker. He did turn it around after that, but still it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, it's been uh, interesting, and especially uh, I was looking at the standings today. Like, technically, I think the Yankees are in third place in the East by like the smallest of margins, but they they're essentially tied with the Red Sox for the second wild so- wild card spot. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's another fun change for you since getting back from vacation. Where yeah. you know when you left, it seemed like the Yankees were smooth sailing and might have to fight to keep that home field advantage, but the wild card thing uh, was not really too much in doubt at that point. But you know when you go three and twelve, then that kind of erases everything from the thirteen game winning streak. Yeah, the last time we recorded, I remember specifically saying, "Hey, if you want to go make a run at the division, go for it because you're only four games back." And that turned into where the what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, and again, credit to the Blue Jays because they've finally been playing to their run differential expectations. They've always the entire season they've been underachieving, really, because of how much their offense and pitching has stood up. The bullpen was just 
losing a bunch of games for them and putting them out a little bit further, but now they're finally playing to their level and they may very well end up running away with that top wildcard spot. We'll see. There's a lot of road left to the end of the season for the Yankees or Red Sox or even A's and Mariners to make things interesting, but they are, I think now the heavy favorite to host that wildcard game. The run differential thing is hilarious because like they've all season had like a run differential of like plus 170. Yeah. And yet they, they were like in fourth place for most of the season when really they have, they really are probably the, the second best team in the division behind the Rays. Obviously the Yankees would be in that conversation for best team or second best team if they were actually playing like that, but the Yankees haven't been playing well. Whereas the Blue Jays, like you said, they, their offense has been phenomenal. Their starting pitch has been good enough, at least for the offense to make up for it whatever, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, inconsistency or whatever there is. But then the bullpen just kept blowing it for them. And now it seemed to all come together. And they honestly probably deserve that for a wild, wild card spot more than the Yankees if the Yankees even sneak in. Yeah, and they're actually a closer team to the Rays than I think anyone really gives them credit for. There's obviously a big difference in terms of actual games in the standings. As we speak, the Blue Jays are eight games behind the Rays, which is not nothing. But when you look at run differential, expected win-loss record, Thagrin one-loss record, it's really close between those two teams at the top of the division. And honestly, in all the teams in the American League, I think the only one that I would say is pretty clearly better than Toronto is Houston, which annoys me to no end, but so it goes. Yeah. Like even if the Yankees, obviously if the Yankees make the playoffs, I'm, you know, we're rooting for them all the way, but like, I have no faith in this Yankee team to do anything significant if they make the playoffs or, and like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just completely are like sitting at home in October, just go national league team any team please <laughs> yeah hey it, or if um if the white Sox want to upset the astros because that's probably they're going to be their division series matchup they can go right ahead i think the white Sox are a super fun team the only way i would root against them would be if the yankees are playing them in a series yeah i mean i i want to root for the white Sox. i just can't root for tony la Russa and i can't i can yeah. already just picturing all the oh my god he came back and led them to a, a championship like nonsense when like he pretty much had almost had nothing to do with it and at least in the beginning of the season, I haven't paid too much to the attention to them recently. In the beginning of the season, they were playing well in spite of him. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just not ready for the Tony La Russa love fest. No. But uh, Tony La Russa versus Dusty Baker in the playoffs in the year 2021 is probably a hilarious sight to see in, in just any regard. Oh, man. Yeah. There's a, there's a good espionation, uh, secret base beef history video between Tony La Russa and Dusty Baker that's worth watching if you ever get a chance to get around to it. I, I, I'm going to have to check that out because I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, they used to they used to manage against each other a lot in the National League in particular. But yeah, no, I know that. That's why it's funny to see like them come uh, them going against each other in, in this year for in the American League. But hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I guess uh, getting back to the Yankees, we'll give them credit. At least they came back against the Twins on Monday afternoon because for a while that looked like they were just going to sleepwalk to a pretty embarrassing home loss to a terrible Twins team that lost their starter in the first inning and still held the Yankees mostly hitless through the first five innings. Yeah, the Yankees, with that comeback victory, have improved to 1-35, in I believe it is, when trailing by four or more runs this season. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congratulations, you did it. Took them long um, enough. Yeah, I mean, if they had lost that game, it was just, I don't know. I don't even know what we would have been saying right now. It, could, it just wouldn't have been good. Even winning that game, like I, I was telling you earlier when you and I were talking before we started recording, like even with the win, I was just annoyed at that game. 
yeah, I'm again, at least they made it memorable with the judge late three and home run. Then uh, Gary winning it in the 10th inning. That was good. Cause it's, it honestly been a little bit since Gary had had a good moment. So uh, always down for Gary proving his worth. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The one thing I will say just real quick on that, Aaron judge had a comment after the game that just annoyed the crap out of me. And I just need to talk about it a little bit. So Go after the game yesterday, he was like, if you put up some zeros for this offense, we're going to get the job done eventually. Like, dude, shut up. Yeah, that, that hasn't been proven this season, really. Sorry. <laughs> are you really, though? Because, like, when is eventually? And also, like, why are you make, taking a subtle dig at, uh, at the pitching staff? Like, oh, if you put up zeros, we'll get the job done. Like, the pitching staff has been good. Like, don't act like they haven't really been solid and carrying your guys' asses for most of the year. Maybe yeah. just score early and often, and you don't need to depend on the pitching staff putting up zeros and, you know, just waiting. And maybe you could take some pressure off of them. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery is definitely going to slash his tires, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, are you sure? I think yeah. uh, Matt had a good comment in our Slack, like, eventually might mean 17 innings, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, don't worry. Once we get to the 15th inning, then we'll really break out the big guns. <laughs> we'll use that, uh, the stupid man or the Manford man, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb man, I think that's what I referred to it yeah. as. <laughs> the dumb man. I'm just glad that they, they didn't waste any time after they got to the dumb man part of the game in Monday. And they did bring that run home immediately in the 10th after Clay Holmes threw the scoreless top of the 10th. So yeah, Clay Holmes was solid in the top of the 10th there. And like what an acquisition that's been, I feel like yeah, <laughs> we've talked a lot about everyone, all the other uh, people that have come over, uh, but not as much about Clay Holmes. Yeah. It's like low key, probably the best deadline move that Cashman made. You know, because um, yes. Rizzo has had his moments. Gallo has been very hot or cold. He did homer on Monday, so that was nice to see. And he did a homer over the weekend at City Field. So maybe he's building something from there. But of all the performers, I mean, I know Clay Holmes had to miss like, I think, like a week or so because he was on the COVID IL. But of all the performers that they've acquired, he's been the most consistent. He's been a very steadying presence in that bullpen at a time when they've needed someone because they've looked just entirely gassed. And now without Jonathan Lewiska too, that's only increased the pressure and Chad green made him worse. Wandy Peralta's had to work a ton too. Lucas Slicky is pitching every other day. So kudos on that one. I, I definitely agree with kudos, but there's something I, I very much disagree with that. You just said what? that uh, Clay Holmes has been the most consistent. I feel like Andrew Heaney has been the most consistent. <laughs> <laughs> He Nobody has... gives up home runs at a, at a consistent pace like Andrew Heaney does. Hey, the weirdest thing, though, he pitched on back-to-back days against the Mets and Twins and looked okay. I mean, I don't trust him at all, but if he wants to settle into any sort of modest middle relief role to salvage this terrible, terrible acquisition, fine. Please do not start him, but fine. We'll always have that one game against the Red Sox that somehow happened. <laughs> Yeah, that's the most, if I'm a Red Sox fan, that's the angriest I am at the team for any individual performance this year, aside from, you know, uh, all the unvaccinated Red Sox leading to a COVID outbreak. (laughs) Yeah, like, and even with, like, you know, when that happened, we were talking about how the Red Sox were faltering and, like, they're just, like, you know, crashing down to earth. Even with all that happening, how do you let Andrew Heaney do that to you? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty bad. That lineup even had, I think, Bogarts and Devers in there, too. So it's not like... They didn't have their best hitters in there. They were there. They just got dominated by Andrew Heaney. In, in the year 2021. Congrats. Anything is possible. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 
anyway, that's that's old news. We should get back to the uh, the main task at hand with the Yankees because um, I guess we should talk about the big news that they announced on Monday, which is that Gleyber Torres is probably not going to be a shortstop anymore. And that is a move that is a long time coming and just a big old bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think you you can justify keeping him out there if the bat was also like what we saw from Gleyber Torres in 2018 and 2019. And like, you know, you can live with, you know, some bad defense and whatever, but when you're not helping your, your case on either side and just costing the game, the team games. Yeah. And like the amount of errors he's had, especially I didn't watch any of it in the past week or week and a half that I've, I've been gone. But from what I've seen, like he's just had a lot of defensive miscues over the last like uh, week and a half that just led to this decision finally happening. And I think it's the right call. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with uh, Gio Urshela primarily handling shortstop duties and uh, DJ LeMayhew going to third base primarily. So, like, you know, it's a lot of reshuffling, a lot of playing guys out of their natural position, which it's fine for, like, a game or two here and there, like, a you know, situation. But, like, as a, on a permanent basis, you're always a little like, oh, God, this, how's, how's this going to go? But, hey, you, you had, they had to do something. <laughs> yeah, it's an all-hands-on-deck situation right now, and – they are going to be able to like get a good immediate acquisition to help them right now. So they got to basically make it up. Be like, all right, we'll use geo for a lot of shortstop. We'll probably use Tyler Wade there a bunch. I'm sure Andrew Velasquez will be back at some point and he'll get some time there too, but it's the only way to do it and keep Glaber in the lineup, which as you said, he's not really doing a ton on offense right now. He is showing a little bit more in the past few days. He homered it over the weekend at City Field. So maybe that's the start of something. His at-bats have been a little bit better lately. And um, if he can get at least any sort of comfort again, I think that would be helpful. Because he was making, as you said, he was making errors on very routine plays at shortstop. Like, I made this comparison on Twitter. And Derek Cheater's range at shortstop was really, really bad. It just wasn't good. But the one thing that Jeter was always good for is that he would make the routine plays, just slam dunk every single time. He would make the plays on the ground ball double play, the throw to first, right on target. Glaber wasn't even doing that. He was was bobbling routine grounders, and it was just getting very choppy and rough out there, and only made more rough by the fact that Gio Urshela has also looked kind of choppy since he came back. And maybe that'll be its own adventure shortstop, but you got to try something else because Glaber wasn't cutting it. And that's that sucks, but they had to do something. And I think this should be fine in the interim. Hopefully it previews an off season where they will pursue a more long-term shortstop option or third base option even. So. Yeah. And I, I, again, this is just a, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, like right. let's just figure out something for right now situation, but definitely I think something that they're going to have to address largely in the off season as to what they're going to do between uh, short second and third uh, yeah. obviously you know you have dj and all that but they got they got to figure out long-term plans <laughs> yeah and hopefully we won't have to talk off season for a while and the yankees make a surprise run but uh we'll see uh, for now they'll try to make do with this infield alignments and fingers crossed that it works out that everyone stays pretty healthy and try not to be gassed too much because the team has looked pretty tired during this 20 games and 20 days stretch and i don't blame them but it does lead to some sloppier play and leads to the bullpen getting taxed, as we talked about. And and the fact that the starting rotation hasn't really been doing a ton for them lately hasn't really helped either. And Garrett Cole having to leave that start early really hurt 
Jordan Montgomery, he had one of his worst starts of his career randomly on Friday. And that was an outlier for him this season because he's been pretty good, but uh, it has hurt. And now they're going to have to deal with uh, having Jamison Tyone either because he has a partial tear in his ankle and he is only throwing on flat ground now. So he might be another week out from returning at the very least. So we'll see. Yeah, and it's like one thing when like we've talked a bunch about how this team this season has looked so like lifeless and just like boring almost. So to take that team and like for them to look gas like tired is just impressive and just shows you how like tired they actually probably are because you would think normally it wouldn't stand out because this team just doesn't look like full of life to begin with. Right. But that the the fact that they're still even looking gas and all that is just not great. But. Hey, hopefully they'll figure it out. Hopefully me returning was the inspiration they needed to kind of go on another 13 game winning streak. Exactly. Even though they have lost the game since I got back, but shh, those are yeah, just well, at least obviously that game was really annoying for many reasons, but that was a loss that it sucked, but it's not one that's going to deflate you as much because they played, no. they played very hard in it. They had some comebacks. The ones that really get me are the ones that it looked like Monday was going to turn into where they just never even showed up. But right. thankfully, they turned that around. <laughs> yeah, because they were just waiting for eventually for the offense to decide to participate <laughs> on Monday. Yeah. And now all we have to do is hope that this time that you do not blow an opportunity to beat up on the Baltimore Orioles because this is crunch time, especially right now. They cannot afford to lose games to the Baltimore Orioles. So please just take care of business. Thank you very much. Garrett Cole just going to be so annoyed by this team. He's just going to throw a perfect game and still somehow manage to lose because of the freaking dumb man in the 10th inning. <laughs> that, that is possible. For first, folks. Yeah, but a good example of what good teams are supposed to do against the Orioles. The Blue Jays just kept on winning. And they pounded the Orioles for, I think it was like 40 runs over four games against them. And it's like, okay, yep, that seems about right. Yeah. I, I liked the Blue Jays tweet the other day. I think they tweeted it yesterday, like on Monday about their Sunday. And like NFL teams, we outscored yesterday and had a list of like 15 teams, including both uh, both New York football teams. That's fun. And but the Bills. Was, <laughs> and, and then a tiny little subscript to the Bills. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We like you. <laughs> <laughs> we actually like you but we did outscore you <laughs> yeah but yeah no what the blue jays did recently against the orioles and what the rays have done all season against the orioles is what the yankees should have been doing against the orioles and what the yankees should be doing against the orioles and again it, you can't change what happened but starting tonight they really need to just go at it and just remember that they're facing the orioles and orioles pitching <laughs> yeah and here's where i'll put the outcome of how that went it did go well Garrett Cole only threw five innings of one-run ball, but hey, five innings, five innings, and Michael came through good relief. More importantly, the Yankees had a whole bunch of homers. That's what we want to see. More, please. I guess one thing we should talk about is that the Yankees could end up having some pitching reinforcements coming soon. Domingo Herman is starting a rehab assignment today, so he could be coming back soon. And here for the third time this year, I guess we'll be saying maybe Luis Severino will do something. But at least this time, they're just looking at maybe he can be a bullpen contributor. And if that is something that he's able to work himself back to, then they would welcome it for sure. And any attempt to salvage anything from 2021 for Seve would be great. Yeah, it, it would just be great to see him even make one appearance just for the sake of like, okay, he's finally, he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, forget like making an impact on the year. Whatever he does with that, 
if he makes a positive impact, that's just added bonus. But him even just making it back will be a good sign and like, you know, help us look forward to his 2022. Yeah. And someone who we, we might not even see in 2022 is Zach Britton, who it, it did turn out that they had to do some elbow reconstructive surgery. So basically Tommy John surgery in all but names. So if we see him next year, it might not be until the very end of the season. So as we talked about, we may have already seen Zach Britton's last pitch as a Yankee and also Clint Frazier's last at bat as a Yankee because he's been shut down for 2021 as well. And I don't know what his future holds either. Yeah, especially with, yeah, obviously with the, the trade deadline acquisitions, but Joey Gallo being around for another year, at least it's harder and harder to find a spot for Clint Frazier. But hey, we'll see. Hopefully wherever he ends up, he can kind of, if, if he can get back to playing baseball with all his like, you know, concussion and dizziness issues and all that, if he can get back to playing baseball, I mean, the talent is there. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And what he flashed in 2020 was probably the apex of anything we saw from Clint Frazier, but he could be a very good ball player. And I think he just needs to go play somewhere where he doesn't have to worry about playing time. And as long as his vision issues are sorted out, I think he will become a contributor somewhere, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be a Yankee anymore. And that's too bad. He had some fun moments, but so it goes. No. Yeah, definitely. I, I always liked Clint Frazier. Um, I was sad when the Yankees traded away Andrew Miller in uh, 2016, but Clint Frazier was a good return. And, you know, he's just always been fun and exciting to kind of follow. But yeah, we wish him well and wish him best of luck, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take an ad break and we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. So... We're going to skip the meet a baby bomber segment this week. We may end up skipping it for the rest of the season. It's just, it is a lot of extra work and real world things and sort of made that time for extra research a little bit tighter. And also the minor league season is coming to a close pretty shortly anyway. So if we see anything particularly notable, we'll be sure to bring it up. But for now, we'll just do uh Kunja's uh, B-War update since he's been looking at the leaderboards for the first time since he went on vacation. Yeah, apparently there's things in, in here that are surprises to me, but not to you guys uh, who are listening or to you. But I got really excited to see uh, Lucas Litke make an appearance on the on the leaderboard because that's the first time all season he's done it. Uh, Mr. Stay at home dad <laughs> with uh, 1.3 B war, but I think he made his way on there last week and he was part of your uh, uh, your fill in update for me. So and right. um I think you said you mentioned that uh, you also noted that uh, Garrett Cole retook the top spot from Aaron Judge last week, too. But when I left, Judge had briefly taken over the top spot from Cole. But currently, Cole has 5.7 BWAR to Aaron Judge's 5.2. So take that, Aaron. Better get some more home runs. Do what you won't, (laughs) coward. Yeah, Yeah. don't wait for eventually. And yes, I'm going to keep harping on that because it really (laughs) bothered me. I don't know why, but it really bothered me. Well, hey, he did. He has hit three home runs in the past three games. So good start. Keep it going. Beat up in Baltimore. Add to that homer total, man. 
Yeah, I think he was just warming up for Baltimore. So, like, you know, getting three home runs uh, leading into a Baltimore series can only be a good sign in theory. But, like, I don't want to tempt the 2021 Yankees to prove me wrong. Yeah, and I'm not – it's a long shot for him to reach 40 home runs at this point because he's only at 33 even after that outburst. But the thing is with Aaron Judge, when we've seen him get hot, he can get on a pretty crazy roll there. So it's not entirely out of the question. I will. That's all I'll say. Hey, I'm still holding out hope for 74. I think it can happen. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he's fallen short of your expectations, but... So. Slightly. <laughs> but if he gets to 74 in the, the last couple of weeks, that'd be even more impressive. So do it yeah just challenge him again yes <laughs> all right so anything else or should we move on, move on to the uh, end of the show yeah, i think that covers it there's not really much i mean i think you recorded pretty recently so yeah well be- did you talk about um brett gardner making a brief cameo before disappearing again oh i forgot about that because i didn't actually see it so like to me it's an illusion but yeah, yeah it was you, like you, you- <laughs> it was like Haley's comet like i logged on i think it was like sunday he was 12th and I was like, wait, what? And then the next day he was gone. And I was like, okay, well, that was weird. Yeah, if, if Brett Gardner is made, making your war leaderboard in the year 2021, you guys have to be, whoever's not on the leaderboard should just be embarrassed. Cause like, yeah, he's, he's been, I guess a little bit better of, of late for the most part, but yeah. still he's somebody who should be retiring at the end of this year. No, I think basically all that was is Gary had a bad week and then Gardner snuck on and then Gary had a, had the walk off yesterday and that helped them. So now he's back on there. So yeah. maybe Gary's just looking at the leaderboard and is like, wait, how the hell did this guy get in front of me? Nope. I'm going to make sure to get back. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I noted, I, I noticed was uh, Corey Kluber finally fell off of this, which I think he did better while he was on the injured list than he had since he came back which is not really a great sign because he hasn't come back, especially sharp from uh, the IL. The Yankees are still just hanging in there, seeing what happens with him. And right now there are so few starting pitching options that it's like fine, but man, it's been rough. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even imagine if these guys, if this team makes the playoffs, makes it past the wild card, what that rotation looks like outside of Cole and Montgomery. Cause Tyone, we don't know exactly if he's going to come back and which, Tyone we're going to get because he's had a very Jekyll and Hyde season in the sense that like he was just awful then he was the de facto ace and then maybe he was just he because he then he put together a string of bad starts after the, you know his you know month plus of really good starts maybe that was just the injury kind of like coming up coming up coming up yeah. until they finally realized he was hurt so hopefully if they get they get him healthy he can kind of go back to being the good starter that he had been but yeah, one thing that was weird is that in his last start, he had actually been good for the first time in the month, and then he went on the IL. So I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if, you know, fingers crossed this happens, because that would be really fun to watch. But if the Yankees do make it all the way to at least the division series, we may unironically see Nestor Cortez Jr. playoff starter, which, screw it, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nasty Nestor, man. He's been doing his thing, I guess. Six- Sixth on the team in war. So, you know what? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So, let's go ahead. We'll wrap this up with the Yankee and <laughs> Mitre of the week. All right. Who is your Yankee of the week? So, my Yankee of the week is going to be a tie, actually. Okay. And it has nothing to do with any active Yankees, or even one of them is not even a person who's ever been a Yankee. But <laughs> the tie is going to go between uh, CC Sabathia and uh, myself. 
Well, yes. I'm glad you're so modest C- about this. <laughs> so CC Sabathia gets it because while I was on vacation, I started reading his book uh, till the end. I haven't finished it yet, but oh, I've, I should correct that. I started listening to the audio book because I was just looking at the ocean and didn't want to read words in a book, but I was just Close listening enough. to his audio book while looking at the Indian Ocean. And honestly, it's been a very, very phenomenal read or listen, however that works so far. So kudos to him. I, mean, I think when we restarted doing the podcast, my first Yankee of the week was CC Sabathia for his HBO documentary, Under the Grapefruit Tree. So um, you know, just kind of coming back here with uh, listening to his book. It's been, it's been good. And then the other half of it, me, because they didn't win at all while I was gone. And then I yelled at them and they've won two out of three so far. So, Hey, I'm proud of you. You did some good work. <laughs> I am the MVP. Yeah. But I read, uh, I read till the end too. It is a good book. So definitely recommend anyone. If uh, you're looking to put a book on your registry or whatever for people asking you, what do you want for a present? Cause like, if you're like me, I'm like, I don't know. I just, normally I just buy what I want. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. But if someone wants to buy you that, then put it on there. Yeah. It's a good read. Or if you even want to skim it, it's a good skip. So on the audiobook's pretty good too. So if yeah. you're not into necessarily reading or just want something to listen while you're driving or whatever, definitely check it out. Yeah. What are audiobooks if not long podcasts? exactly <laughs> this is like the worst form of that vision quote from wandavision <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah okay my yankee of the week is just going to be aaron judge we'll keep it simple he's hit a bunch of home runs and they've helped them win the two games that they won since our last podcast so yeah aaron judge pretty easy keep hitting home runs or you're a coward <laughs> <laughs> well i've I'm, simple I'm, enough I was about to ask, I guess, are you, are you going to make him your Mitri of the Week to challenge him again, or are you going to go a different direction? Well, my Mitri of the Week is also a tie. I feel like I have to do two for both since I missed last week. Okay. But he is one half of that. A, to challenge him because, hey, go destroy the Baltimore Orioles. B, because I really am really irked by that quote. I don't know why, <laughs> but I can't get past it. So this is probably a little bit or very much unfair Mitri of the Week co-honors for him this week, but... Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. He gets Yankee and, gets a Yankee of the week and a co mitre of the week. Pretty pretty cool. In the same week. Congratulations. It's like that um I forgot who it was, but the one year that somebody won uh, best actress and also the Razzie for worst actress in the year. That's pretty great. <laughs> I forgot who it was. Oh, this is gonna bother me. But yeah, so congratulations, Aaron Judge. And the other half of my Mitre of the Week is gonna go to another Pinstripe Alley writer, one Mr. Andres uh, Chavez. Because before I left, he wrote a, wrote a thing about the three most indispensable players on the Yankees being uh, Jonathan Loisega, Garrett Cole, and Aaron Judge. And since then, they've all had their scares. Obviously, Loisega's injury seems to be the most serious where he's actually been put on the I.L. But Garrett Cole had to leave at start early and, you know, kind of scared us all and had his next start delayed a, a few days. And then Judge left on Sunday's game with dizziness and gave us all a scare then, too. So uh, Andres has uh, cursed the Yankees, is my opinion. So sorry for the <laughs> shout out. But yeah, you're, you're, you're on here, good man. <laughs> sorry, Andres. We appreciate your work. But <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny because like, I'm on the other side. I see, I, I hear about Loisega going down. I hear about Cole missing a star. I was like, what the hell? Like, what did Andres do? Then I come back and then Aaron judges her up again. I'm sorry, you solidified your role here. Hey, in a way, I mean, he was absolutely correct because you know they lost almost all those games. So no, yeah, he was he was he, he was right, but he tempted fate. Yeah, Don't tempt this team. 
Don't you dare challenge them. Yes. Okay. I need to check something real quick. I'm pretty sure about my Mitre of the week. Yes. My Mitre of the week is Chad Green because he has, I mean, and part of it, I get it because he's been worked a ton this year. We've already talked about how the Yankees bullpen has looked gassed for a while, but he's been just especially bad lately. And he's keeps making questionable pitch calls when they're like that, when they're ahead in the count and could just, you know, waste a pitch. Then he gives up a home run. So that's been tough. He lost the game on, on Sunday against the Mets with the Francisco Lindor's third home run. He almost lost the game on Saturday when he blew the save and gave up a home run then too. So it's been a tough go of it for Chad Green lately. And I'm hopeful that maybe they just, Give him a few days off, let him recharge a bit, try to stay away from him, and maybe he'll come back fresher. But it's been tough for Chad Green, who I like a lot. Yeah, I like Chad Green a lot, but and like you said, like you know, just fatigue, overuse, whatever it is. But I, I want to be able to depend on him again because I don't know who else I trust in that bullpen right now. Yeah. So. Now the last time he threw a good game against not the Orioles was August twenty seventh against the A's. So it's been a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He could use it. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, fingers crossed the Yankees do take care of business against the Orioles coming up. And then right after that, they have some other team that should beat. Oh, they have Cleveland right after that. Who is better than the Orioles, but should still be taken two out of three at least. Yeah. They, they, they really can't be giving up. I'm not expecting them to sweep both series or whatever, but they really should out of six games between the Orioles and Cleveland, they should win like four or five of them. <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, they host the, uh, the Rangers for three. So that's another series that they should win against a, a weak opponent. Cause after that it's Red Sox, Blue Jays race to end the season. So yeah. that's, that's uh, going to be quite the finale, but at least they'll have some off days mixed in there, assuming that there are no rainouts. So yeah, the, 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 there's like slight hope that the Rays are going to be resting guys because like they'll have the division locked up and don't really have anything to really play for. Cause I think they have a comfortable lead as far as like even home field is concerned, like between them and the Astros and White Sox, but like as far as division winners, I think the Rays have a significant lead there, Yeah, but it's also the Rays. So even the, like you could see them just not resting players just to t- destroy the Yankees playoff hopes. But also I could see like even just their, their B guys just being annoying and annoying yeah twice <laughs> it's what the Rays do so, yeah. best so <laughs> yeah so yeah beat these the next three teams uh, like you should Yankees because it's not going to get easier after that yeah this is this is the cushy part yeah I know this yeah. is the end of like the 20 games in 20 days but this is still the cushy part please take care yep. of business and don't lose to these teams <laughs> okay good pep talk I'm sure that um Aaron Boone is listening closely so yes <laughs> all right so Take it easy, everyone. Hope to talk to you next week with uh, the Yankees still in wildcard position, and we'll chat then. Farewell. See you.